Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, let's talk about last night. The Knicks won their fourth straight game, defeating the Sacramento Kings at the Garden 112-99. The Knicks dominated the Kings for much of this game. Um, But the game still had its fair share of turmoil. So, you had Julius Randle, who was just on fire for the first half of that game. He gets ejected in the third quarter after picking up back-to-back technical fouls. So, they had to... Finish the game without Randall, even though he had scored 27 points in just 27 minutes, a big night for him. And then the Knicks were still able to hang on, but they may have lost their starting point guard in the process because Jalen Brunson went down the fourth quarter with what was initially described during the game as a foot injury. After the game, Tom Thibodeau said that Brunson suffered a sprained ankle. RJ Barrett was able to pick up the slack for both of those guys. He had 27 points on uh, nine for 21 shooting. He also added nine boards and six assists uh, to that winning effort. So we'll we'll start with Brunson because that is the, the big news kind of coming out of this game. Brunson has been the most consistent and most important player on this Knicks team. And we don't know at this moment as we're recording on December 12th, December 12th, Monday afternoon, how long he'll be out. But we do know he did obviously injure himself. How concerned, Tommy, do you feel like the Knicks should be about this Brunson injury? Yeah, it's hard to, almost impossible to overstate the importance of Jalen Brunson when it comes to the Knicks, this Knicks team. Um, kind of re- very surprisingly, they've been able to, in this little four-game win streak, Brunson has played okay, but he hasn't played his best ball. But um, yeah. over 
over the first part of the season, over the first 20 plus games of the season, um, really it's, it's hard to imagine how many games they might've won. Um, you know, they were only a couple, a few games under 500 uh, at their worst after the 23 game mark. Um, after that debacle against Dallas, um, they were 11 and 13, I believe at the time. Um, but, uh, or 11 to 14, but, uh, either way, it, you know, of those 11 wins, you know, how many, if they didn't have at Brunson at four or five, yeah. it's, you know, um, really, really, um, had, had played as well as you could possibly hope. Um, and while the Knicks do have some depth at point guard, um, you know, Rose obviously might re-enter the rotation. We'll talk about that. And McBride quickly can handle point guard duties, et cetera. Um, Brunson's uh, the captain, the general of the team. He's been the team's best player thus far since uh, basically since the day he signed. So, um, you know, a, a lot of, you know, Knicks nations on pins and needles right now. Um, it looks worrisome when it happens. Um, yeah. Brunson, we know, is as tough as they come, dude, as tough as nails. Um, so for him, to you know to kind of motion immediately listen i'm out um it was it didn't seem like a typical ankle sprain you know you're hoping to see him oh we came down on the foot be out two games you know give him a week off um, right look at, and, and 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 what really kind of raised hairs on on nick fans got it got nick fans nervous was the Knicks initially terming it a sore foot um tibbs after the game said it was an ankle um who knows uh, you know what the reality is i guess we'll just have to wait um, probably doesn't make much sense to speculate because if he is out for an extended period, really changes the dynamic of the team, the trajectory of the of the, of the franchise really in the short term. Um, so I guess we'll just wait and see at this point. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough blow, especially if it does become something worse than an ankle, though they are only saying a sprained ankle. And to be fair, I mean, a sprained ankle, depending on the severity, the grade of the sprain, if it's a high ankle sprain, I mean, that could put you out a month. So it's not like, oh, they just – completely dodged a bullet bullet if it's not something with the foot and it ends up being an ankle injury you still could be talking about missing five to six games with this kind of injury but yeah i, I mean he's been their most important player they have played really well in this stretch where brunson has not been playing great but brunson also has been kind of banged up like if you watch these games he's been dealing with various different issues he got banged up in this game he took a very, very hard fall. And I really I was, was concerned about that fall yeah. where I thought that, okay, he might be out. Like, that was awful. He, I guess he got lucky that he didn't um, plan worse on his shoulder because that could have ended up being dislocation, separation. That could have been really bad. He ended up taking most of the brunt of that fall onto his foot. So, yeah, that Brunson's been playing banged up. He's a, he's, a, he's a tough guy. He's a gritty guy. And we've seen him kind of play through his injuries. That might be some of the reason why we've seen these recent I don't want to call him struggles, but, you know, he hasn't played up to the level he was playing at earlier this season. Uh, it may not hurt him to, like, sit out for a couple of games, not just to rest the ankle, but also just figure out whatever else may be going on with his body. But if he does have to miss a considerable amount of time, that will hurt this team. Now, the good thing about the Knicks are that they do have a lot of guards on this team. So if it means Rose gets inserted back into rotation, which Tib said pretty much everything is on the table, when he was asked about the injury, that means Rose gets back uh, into the start into the rotation. We know Rose is capable. If it means IQ becomes a starter. He, I, I thought it was a really great to hear IQ kind of say, "I don't really care about being a starter right now. I'm worried about my teammate and my brother who's hurt." You really love to see that kind of maturity from quickly there. But if it means quickly gets more time, he really seems to be riding to form. The Knicks will have guys who can kind of, I don't want to call it say, pick up the slack per se because I don't think anybody's Brunson. But they won't be at a total just loss without him. But it's going to be a tough blow. I mean, the guys are playing at an all-star level. I've been, you know, campaigning for him to be an all-star this season. 
And if he's out for a long time, that's not good news for this team. Uh, just uh, to your point, um, best case scenario, a minor sprained ankle. He's questionable. This is questionable for one of these games. Sit Jalen Brunson out Wednesday at the very least. Maybe Definitely. both games. Uh, I, I made the point Friday night. You should sit him out Sunday. This was before he fell on his hip and looked like he hurt his shoulder before the ankle foot issue. Um, he's, he, you know, going back weeks now, he had a shin injury and, and some other nagging injuries that have kind of been building up. Um, he's clearly looks a little bit slowed down, um, not scoring at his usually efficient clip. Um, so let the guy rest. He's earned it. Um, you have plenty of depth at guard. Let Rose get some burn. Let him get some cardio in there. Um, there's just there's there's really zero reason. Um, if you're going to make any noise this season, you need a healthy Jalen Brunson over the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, so I understand he's a tough kid. He wants to. I'm sure he wants to play all 82. I'm sure he wants to play 48 all all 82. Um, but give the kid a night off. Best case, let's just hope that it's best case scenario. Um, but either way, um, give the dude a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And and the one thing about the Rose situation, if he does get inserted back into the rotation, is Rose, if he gets some extended time, maybe he does play up that trade value. You know, right. I know he's been in trade rumors and the word is that he may be on his way out. Well, like right now, he's not playing at all. So maybe he gets out there. Maybe he starts to find some of that touch that he had in the, in the 2021 season. And, and then maybe you're able to move him more easily. So uh, that could be kind of a silver lining if Rose does get more time. Though I, I think Rose has kind of struggled this year. He does, he does not look like the same player to me. But maybe he finds that 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 spark uh, playing more minutes. On to this game in terms of the outcome of this game beyond the Brunson injury. I'm sorry, that Julius Randle ejection was like <laughs> – so frustrating to me because it really, to me, that game encompasses like Julius Randle's time in New York. Like you see that first half, which was essentially what I, I kind of previewed last week when we talked about the schedule, and how it worked out. I saw the Sacramento Kings. I said, Oh, DeMontis Sabonis is going to be on the court. You probably expect a big night from Julius Randle because whenever that guy's on the court, he, he takes it personally. And you see Julius Randle have a monster first half. And you see the Knicks playing so well and playing so cohesive. I mean, I really thought that that was, I mean, I know they've had some other big wins, but I really felt like that was the best I'd seen the Knicks play as a team um, in that first half. And to see them then take, and that refereeing crew was awful. Like, I do want to say that. Like, they, they, they had no control over that game. Brunson almost got taken out. Guys from the Kings took some hard falls. Like, they, it was not a well-officiated game. But for Randall to have that kind of game and then, take himself out essentially by just not being how it being able to have any self-control it kind of goes back to like he can always turn back to that guy it doesn't matter how good he's playing it doesn't matter what's happening with the team he's always just one step away from turning into the guy we saw most of last season and it, it to me it's like it, it just confirms why every good game i see from randall is just to me more reason why you should be excited that maybe his trade value is going up because you cannot trust this guy and we saw that last night they would have lost that game that would have been just, just brutal from Julius Randle. 
totally agree. And uh, I wrote about this morning. It was just like the, you know, it's just a microcosm of the three plus years he's been in New York. Can't play any better than he did in the first half. Had a career high, 27 points. Was literally dominating. Seems really confident in his three-point stroke of late. Um, Really shooting it well. Um, Playing at an incredible level, especially on the offensive end, um, that first half. And even before getting ejected. The first defensive possession of the second half, he doesn't box out Keegan Murray, lazily yep. looks around. Keegan Murray gets the rebound. Doesn't challenge a Keegan Murray layup, just kind of looks around, points at somebody else. And the blaming, the con, you know, yelled it quickly at one point in the, in the first half. Like, you just take the – it's the good and the bad that, that comes to Randall. But, yes, um, the ejection, inexcusable, uh, indefensible. You want to get one and make a point and scream at a rookie ref, make yourself feel better, okay. There's no reason to go chase after the second ref and get kicked out of the game. Um, your team needs you. Every win's important. You're, you're trying to. You have momentum, um, and uh, so so yeah. He just needs to be better. But I don't find it. Uh, you know, um, I, it's hard to believe that he will. You know that that he will yeah. all of a sudden find a, a level of maturity that he hasn't exhibited on the court up until this point uh, in in his next career. One other thing to note with that, I found it fascinating that Tibbs after the game when asked about the Randall. Jackson said, yeah, we need to do a better job of getting in between him and the ref after he got the first. That was Tibbs' takeaway. It wasn't like, I need my leader. I need my my leading scorer. I need my yeah. you know uh, highest paid player in the team. I need him to do a better job of holding himself accountable. No, it's we just the the amount that 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 Tibbs, you know, I don't know what Randall has on Tibbs, um, but it I, I, I did almost I laughed when I saw that. I, I almost thought it was a, you know, it was an onion tweet um, when I saw that, that the Tibbs takeaway was, yeah, we need to do a better job of not letting him, you know, get angry or, 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 or attack a second ref. So I just had to laugh at that. And it's so consistent with how Tibbs has handled any kind of adversity with Julius Randle. Like, if you remember last season, every time people kept saying, like, you know, what's the deal with Julius Randle's turnovers? What's the deal with Julius Randle's bad flashlights? What's the deal with Julius Randle and this bad body language? And every answer was always, well, as a team, we need to play better <laughs> every yeah. single time. Yeah. And it's so weird because if it's any other player, he had no problem saying RJ needs to get back into the gym. Obi needs to be more consistent. Like he never has a problem saying when he's asked a question about a particular player, that's not Randall saying, well, that guy needs to do something different. But when it comes to Randall, it's always, hey, guys, remember, it's a team. It's only yeah. a team when it's – Criticism of Julius Randle. It's never about the team when we're talking about RJ struggles or we're talking about OB struggles or IQ when he's struggling. It's it's only about the team when it's about Julius Randle. So, yeah, somehow getting in the way of Julius Randle losing his mind was the problem last night. Not that he lost his mind and got himself ejected in a game. And I was very nervous because the Kings just came back against the Cavs um and won a game on the road like I, I was like this is the perfect kind of game where your best player goes out in that game Randall was the best player he goes out and maybe the you know the, the Kings at certain points start seeming like they maybe were starting to kind of figure themselves out and then maybe they go on a run and then they pull that that game out of, out of, out of pull that game away you know like so just it, it's to me like every time I hear those two guys and I see these moments from those two guys this reminds me that this is not the long-term answer even when things are going well yep. and and that and that that Randall ejection was 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 annoying but one thing I do want to note about that game before we kind of talk about Tibbs uh, in a more broad sense is RJ Barrett is it fair to say he may be turning a corner at this point I know we talked about some of his struggles the last time we recorded 
but he had a really great game against Charlotte. He had a really great game last night. And he is starting to look more like the guy we saw in the second half of last season. The field goal percentage has been up in recent games. He's shooting the three ball better. He seems to be figuring out when to drive, when to finish at the rim, when to pass it. He had six assists in that game. I'm starting to really start to wonder, is this just a thing I got to just be ready for with RJ Barrett, where I just just expect him to struggle mightily for the first month or so of the season, and then maybe he'll turn it around? Or, it, or is this like kind of a product of this schedule and the teams that they've been playing? Like, what? how do you see this recent RJ stretch where he certainly seems to be playing much better? Yeah, I'm not uh, – I'm not – of the belief that RJ is kind of out of his funk yet. You know, even the last four games, last four wins, he's shooting 41% from the floor, 32%, just under 32% from three. Um, he is making his free throw 79% clip. That's encouraging. And also rebounding better. He's at 7.8 rebounds. But um, he shot over 50% from the floor um, just once, basically since Thanksgiving. Um, you know, still, uh, you know, you know, going back five games, um, you know, his, his field goal percentage um, is, is, you know, right in that right in that same area. So I got to see a little bit more from it. Um, also see a little bit more consistently from him on the defensive end. Um, missed some box outs yesterday. His closeouts yeah. have been sharp. Gave Keegan Murray a couple open looks from three. Um, but, you know, still puts up good numbers, stays healthy. Availability is the best ability, all that stuff. Got to give him credit for that. Um, and very interestingly, I thought – from an RJ perspective was, um, and to his credit, he played four. He, he, he slid over to power forward once Randall got ejected and basically stayed at the four for the final 15 minutes of the game um, and had some success there. Um, so when Brunson went down, when Randall went down, um, you know, RJ made some shots, missed some shots. Um, I thought, but I, I thought that the key factor there, um, and it's a consistent theme in this current winning streak, is they ratcheted up the defensive intensity. Yeah, um, has a lot to do with the players on the court. Miles McBride, Quentin Grimes, um, Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I was running some numbers this morning. Um, best three man unit in the NBA. Um, of uh, of three man lineups, this is according to NBA stats that have logged at least 50 minutes. The best three, the be, the the three man lineup with the best defensive rating in the NBA is Grimes, Deuce, and Quickly. They have a defensive rating of 76.5. Um, again, that's lowest among all qualified trios. Uh, the best two man lineup in the NBA with at least 15 minutes played together is Grimes and McBride. So it just kind of speaks to the the importance um, of having players that um, are able to pressure teams on the defensive end, especially on the perimeter. Um, one other stat that I dug up this morning, um, first 23 games of season, so that's from the start of the season to that um, Dallas debacle, um, the game they lost to the Mavs on that Saturday afternoon. The Knicks were averaging 8.1. They have Knicks allowed 8.1 made three-pointers, wide open made three-pointers per game. That was the most in the NBA over the first 23 games of the season. In the four games since, during this four-game winning streak, the Knicks are allowing just 3.5 wide open made three-pointers per game. That's the lowest in the NBA during mm. this current seven-day seven stretch, this four-game stretch. So um, a lot of it's focus, attention to detail, and also having the personnel on the floor guys that are willing to, you know, not die on screens, um, you know, and aren't so much worried about their offensive output, but really focus on the defensive end. And when you get, uh, you know, particularly point of attack defenders with 
Grimes and McBride. Um, it's, it's really, and the numbers speak for themselves. Miles McBride, the last 12 times he's played at least 15 minutes, the Knicks are 12 and 0. Um, so, uh, you know, we've been calling for a lot of us have been calling for more minutes from McBride. It's good to good that he sees it. We'll see if he can keep it up. And my question is what happens when IQ Grimes and McBride start knocking down shots because they really yeah. have to play. They haven't been efficiently uh, efficient offensively yet. Yeah. If they can, you know, contribute uh, just as, you know, somewhat close to their, their, their offensive contributions can match the defensive contributions. There is still a, a further level that they can take it to. So it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, kind of, get there yeah and like i said in the last pod like mcbride shoots great everywhere except for in nba gyms for some reason um we know iq can make shots we know quentin grimes can make shots grimes had a really good game against charlotte uh last weekend so like you you gotta expect at some point those numbers will, will tilt towards those guys playing better offensively and when that does if they're still giving your you the defensive output that they're putting uh putting out on the floor then you know that you may be really cooking with gas there so definitely something to follow Knicks win their fourth straight game um it was a win without Darren Fox on the court but a win to win they lost that game I'm sure we would have been going crazy talking about how how the hell they lose that game so credit where credit where credit is due Knicks win fourth straight uh, we'll talk about their uh games their two games in Chicago later on in the show 